Hello, and welcome to Grim and Whim, unnerving tales to haunt, mystify, and spark curiosity. Let's be curious together. Welcome back to one of the newer segments on Grim and Whim, the all-American haunted road trip. Today, we will virtually travel to five West Coast states and visit some bizarre, scary, and horrifying landmarks that you could visit today. I'll be your tour guide, and with that, let's get going. Our first stop is California. California has many creepy landmarks, from murder houses, haunted hotels like the Cecil Hotel, to entire ghost towns during the gold rush. Speaking of the Cecil Hotel, I've watched numerous videos covering the Elisa Lam incident that happened at this infamous hotel. And I'm sure many of you listeners have also heard the story. In fact, there are many very creepy stories surrounding the Cecil Hotel. If not, definitely look it up because the Elisa Lam story in particular is very suspicious and there are some fascinating conspiracies surrounding the story. I wanted to discover a California creepy landmark that I hadn't heard of before. And so I came across a very mysterious lighthouse called the Point Sur Lighthouse in Monterey County, California. I've actually always had a fascination with lighthouses and they are certainly an inspiration for many books and films. The Point Sur Lighthouse is one of the oldest and most isolated lighthouses in the state of California. It was built in 1889, is about 40 feet tall, 270 feet above sea level, and has been an infamous landmark since its construction. Early lighthouse keepers had to travel for miles just to reach the nearest road. So the isolation must have made for some eerie nights alone. Despite the lighthouse's bright beacon, the stretch of coast surrounding the lighthouse claimed multiple lives due to shipwrecks. One notable wreck was actually not a normal ship, but the airship, the USS Macon in 1935. And it was an airship that was severely damaged during a storm and then tragically crashed, killing two of the crew members. The remaining 74 crew members were able to recount the tale and the suspicious circumstances surrounding the storm that eventually led to the ship's demise. Nowadays, the tower is said to be haunted by the victims of these tragedies. Several volunteers and guests have reported specters of past lighthouse keepers, including a tall man in dark blue garb walking the grounds. During one paranormal investigation, an eerie voice was captured on tape. The voice whispered, Now she wants you to go The pictures found online of the lighthouse are hauntingly beautiful, and you can attend tours all year round, 
but there is a special tour just for Halloween. Next, we have Tonopah, Nevada, and a very spooky motel named the Clown Motel. The Clown Motel was named one of the scariest motels in America, and that's because there has been an unusually high amount of paranormal activity documented by both staff and guests. If the clown theme wasn't enough, the motel is also adjacent to a graveyard where many miners were laid to rest after perishing in the Belmont Mine Fire in 1911. The fire claimed the lives of 17 mine workers, and many died while trying to pull others out of the mine. They were buried in the Tonopah Cemetery, which is literally right next door to the motel. Over the years, there have been many fires in the area surrounding the motel, including the Balmont Fire of 1942. Clarence David died in this fire, and he was buried in Tonopah Cemetery, and he just so happened to have a clown collection. So, about 43 years following his death, his children built the Clown Motel and designed it around their father's love for clowns. They displayed all 150 of their father's clown collection. Today, the motel boasts over 3,000 clowns. The motel actually doubles as a museum. Over the years, the clown motel has drawn thrill-seekers looking for a surreal experience, as well as creative people looking for inspiration. An episode of Ghost Adventures was filmed at the motel back in 2015, as well as two films called Clown Motel and then a, later on a sequel called Clown Motel, Spirits Arise, um, both films directed by Joseph Kelly. The motel has had its fair share of writers stay and document their experiences, both in the motel and the neighboring graveyard. One being Christopher Sabella, who had a month-long stay in the hotel, and he wrote a comic book about his experiences. And I looked into the comic book. It looks really interesting. If you go to the Clown Motel website, you can look at some of the clowns that are featured in this motel. And I believe they also had a link for the comic book that Christopher Sabella wrote. And you can actually download it and read it for yourself. It's very interesting. Our next stop is the state of Oregon. When I think about Oregon, my mind instantly goes to the Oregon Trail game. I am a 90s baby after all. Or I think of Portlandia and Portland, Oregon and how much I would love to visit one day because that show is hilarious and it really is like a funny little love letter to Portland. Other than that, though, I didn't really have very much background knowledge about Oregon until I came across Bohemia Mountain in my research, and I found it to be a very, very interesting part of Oregon's history. Deep in the Umpqua National Forest is the Bohemia Mountain, and it stands 
quite tall with an elevation of 5,994 feet. The mountain is littered with abandoned mines as well as an entire ghost town left behind by those who worked there and then eventually left. However, while some men moved on to new endeavors and new places, others lost their lives on the mountain and their souls may have never left. Many men died hauling out the modern equivalent of more than $30 million worth of gold and silver. While exploring the site, there is an eerie vibe of unknowns and there are tools and unfinished projects scattered around, as though the people living and working here disappeared in the middle of some task. Visitors have reported encounters with the ghost of a prospector or two workers who lost their lives to the treacherous mines. There have also been reports of a greedy gold hunter who risked the lives of so many to get rich quick. The mountain itself and the trails are breathtaking, but they are a stark contrast to the remnants of a once booming mining town. The next state is Idaho, in Gooding, Idaho, specifically. One of the most haunted hotspots to visit is the Idaho State Tuberculosis Hospital, which was converted into an inn. The owners and their staff, as well as those visiting the inn, have reported being terrorized by whispering voices, ghostly children running around, and the spirit of an angry old man. The inn is said to be haunted by countless spirits, and the staff has encountered various full-bodied apparitions within its haunted walls. The hospital-turned-in has been featured on Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures, and the show documented the unusual noises and shadow figures that the guests and the staff have encountered. According to the Ghost Adventures episode, the basement of the hospital is where some of the more negative, hostile entities seem to reside. One witness said, it felt like a doctor and a patient walked right through him while he was walking through the basement. So many people died while they were patients at the hospital. It is no wonder that the site has become a hotspot for paranormal activity. Between 1937 and 1947, tuberculosis claimed the lives of over 500,000 people in the United States alone and many people died while in the care of this hospital, since the hospital specialized in tuberculosis care. This inn would definitely test your nerve if you choose to brave a night or two. The final stop on our tour is in Washington State, and it is a haunted house in Spokane, Washington. The house is named the Campbell House, and it is a beautiful house which has now been turned into a museum. The house is named the Campbell House, and it is a beautiful house museum dating to the early 1900s with guided tours and period decor. While the outside of the home is quite picturesque and cottage-like and appears peaceful, inside, visitors are instantly shown that things are not always as they seem. Visitors typically describe being overcome with dread 
upon entering the home. There is a haunting dark energy that seems to permeate throughout this house. But from the looks of the house, you would have no idea that it contained such darkness unless you bravely stepped inside or if you already knew the gruesome history attached to the house. Before the home was converted into a museum and labeled a Washington State landmark, it was first owned by Amasa Basileel Campbell. In the early 1900s, three of the Campbell children were found brutally murdered by a burglar. The man also kidnapped the fourth child, and sadly, the child was never returned. It is said that there is a large portrait of their mother, Mrs. Campbell, who seemingly follows visitors with her eyes. Perhaps she's not trying to scare visitors, but maybe she is actually keeping an eye out for her kidnapped child, hoping that they may return back home. With such a tragic past, it's really not surprising that the Campbell house is one of the most haunted houses in the state of Washington. Thank you so much for joining me. It's goodbye for now, but I hope to haunt you again soon.